For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Welcome to the Monday Waffle. We are going to review Round 21 action. I'm your host, Julian Vicentini, and I'm joined by Will DeFulvio. Oh, now, it's I'm nice ba- of you to show up, Jules. <laughs> I've been away for three weeks. I was uh, unfortunately ruled out by the MRO and the tribunal for <laughs> for uh, careless he, conduct. He and, elbowed me in the back of the head. Yeah, so... Uh, there was only there was only one packet of um, of Doritos in the vending machine. I was going for it. Jules came up behind me. It was a coward. It was a coward hit. Uh, I can't believe you only got the three weeks. You should have gotten six, mate. Well, look, I tried to get an early plea, tried to bring it down to two weeks, and they said no. So I had to serve my three weeks. Anyways, we're here now. I'm back ready to go. Well, it's also good that you are here, Jules. Um, I thought you were too good for us. You're a big shot commentator now, commentating oh, uh, Waffle Games for the West. Uh, you're over there at Shark Park with the great John Townsend, and uh, um, I just I haven't been able to look you in the eye. I don't know if you're gonna you know go off at me and have a bit of a tanty. Midway through the second quarter, I was ready at the scoreboard, and I was like, the Sharks are blah blah blah, to West Perth blah blah. blah. You're listening to the Monday Waffle. <laughs> you didn't, did <laughs> nah, you? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Mate, on, the, on the tip of my tongue, though, could you imagine? Oh, um, you should have. You should have done did, it. Did you give us a shout out? Oh, no, I didn't in the end. Like I said, too good for you boys now. Uh, <laughs> that's, you can't forget where you came from, no, Jules. Don't, don't forget your roots. That's, uh, don't forget where you've grown from. Anyways, massive bet this week on the Monday Waffle. We are going to be speaking to East Fremantle, Captain Matthew Jupp. They had a big win on the weekend. They've won three in a row, and they got to bid farewell to Shark Park. And was the old Shark Park. It was a very sad and... Happy day for the club. Yeah, but you can imagine the amount of people that would have just gone down. Old club legends, fans, family members would have been an absolute celebration. So we'll see what he has to say about that. Yes, and we're going to have our review of the round and we're going to give you our tips as we edge closer to the final series. One more game to go. We'll have a look at the first game of the round played at David Gray's Arena in Mandras. Peel Thunder winning 16 goals, 10-106 to a 10-3-63 Perth. Looking at the major disposal getters for the match, Stephen Gyro had 29 disposals, who just got delisted by the Fremantle Dockers. So, big game for him. Mitchell Crowden, 29, and Jackson Merritt, 25. On the other side of the table, Corey Byrne having 26 disposals. Goal kickers, three goals to Lawler, Sears for the... Thunder, and on the other side of the table, Fraser McKinnon is kicking three for the Demons. East Perth, they put up a, uh, a gallant fight up against the Subi Lions, but the Lions coming out on top, kicking 12-13-85 to the Royals, 11-5-71 at Leaderville Oval over the weekend. Angus Scott getting 34 disposals, Rowan Kerr on 31, and Aidan Lynch on 29. And then for the Lions, Lachlan Delahunty on 28, Chad Harris 25, and Hayden Kennedy 23. Two apiece for Lynch, Amaduri, and Magro for the Royals. And exactly the same on the other side of the table, Max Walters, Ben Sokol, and Benjamin Golding each kicking two goals. Subi really just trying to run at home and sprint through the finish duels. Was I meant to follow you there or something? Ah, if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> And the other game down at Old Shark Park, the Sharks getting a huge victory. 20 goals, 3-123 to 9-23-77. Plenty of 23s in there. And one of the most bizarre scorelines I've ever seen. Hey, you know what? That is, on either side of that scoreline, it's what I love and hate to see. 20 <laughs> goals and 3 behinds, and then 9 goals and 23 behinds. That's just... 
in- incredible defensive pressure from the Sharks. Absolutely crazy. And it was an even game when you look at disposals and West Perth had more inside 50s, but they just could not convert on the score sheet. As we look at the disposal getters, we'll start with the Falcons because we saw one of the most midfield-dominated games. Shane Nelson, 44 disposals and a goal. That was his first goal of the season. Jeez. So he hadn't kicked a goal all year. And Aaron Black had only kicked one goal prior to this game. He kicked two and 32 touches to go alongside that. And we look at the winners. Kyle Baskerville had 42 touches. Man, we, we always talk about Aaron Black and Shane Nelson. Don't sleep on Kyle Baskerville. 42 touches. Michael DeSoni having 32 touches off the halfback line played a pivotal role in the game. So look at the goal scorers. Hugh Dixon kicking five goals. He That's kicked three, three in the first term. And out of those, in the first two quarters, he kicked his first two goals in the first minute of the game. And then in the third term, another East Freer player kicked the first goal in the first minute of the game. So Hugh Dixon was absolutely dangerous up forward. Tom Monaghan kicked three goals as well. And looking at the Falcons, we just mentioned Black had two goals, Keegan Knott had two goals, and Tyler Cartel had two goals. He came off the ground for a bit of a shoulder injury in the second term, and then he went back on the field and then came back off again. That shoulder was causing him absolute niggles all game, but he ended up managing to finish off the match, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes heading to finals. Hopefully he can manage that shoulder injury. If that keeps him out, that'll be a huge out for West Perth. They've, They've got their work cut out for him, and that'll be huge if Cartel isn't playing the finals. Stay tuned later in the episode as we'll be speaking to Matthew Jupp, the captain of the East Frio Sharks. Fremantle Community Bank Oval. We had South Frio going up against Swan Districts. 10-16-76 with the Bulldogs against Swans. 11-5-71. Jake Florenka with the 34 disposals. Hayden Schloith just trailing on 33. And then over for the Swans, Sam Fisher. 24 disposals, equaling Jesse Turner's 24. But you can't get away from Braden Noble and Ottaviano's three goals apiece for the Swans. Not enough for Nicholas Subin and Mason Shaw kicking two apiece for the Bulldogs. And Dragovic, Ninyat, Pearson, Donaldson, Kelly and Schlensog each getting a goal for the Bulldogs. Ten goals in the match, Will, and eight goal scorers sharing the load around. And the last game of the round, one of the most one-sided games of the season that we've seen. Claremont 19-15, 129 over West Coast, 4-9-33. Jaya Bolton, 41 touches. Bailey Rogers with 36. And for West Coast, Brayden Ainsworth having 33 touches. The goal scorers, five goals to Isaac Barton, four to Alexander Manuel, three to Rogers, three to Buller, two to House. Absolutely huge. And the West Coast goal scorers is four individual goal scorers. Now, West Coast Eagles having one more game next week against South Fremantle. Will. Do the Eagles play some of the AFL players down in the waffle? Well, I hope they don't because a few weeks ago when we had, it was right before that lockdown game that we lost, South Freo were going up against West Coast. And I bet Phoebe Murray that South Freo were going to beat West Coast. And if they did, she has to buy me a South Freo scarf. But if West Coast win, you have to wash my car. (laughs) Now, I have been told numerous times from numerous people here that that bet still stands, even though we lost that round and this is is the the round (laughs) to make up for it. So if they're dropping AFL players against the Bulldogs, that makes it very, very hard. But it's a very interesting question to ask. Well, Eagles will. Some of the Eagles players will be out of quarantine come that game. So, well, there are even players who weren't in quarantine yes. who didn't play. So, the head honchos of the West Coast Eagles do listen to the Monday Waffle, and if they are listening to this episode right now, just so Phoebe can get her car washed, I want Kennedy playing, Hearn, <laughs> Darling, Nat Nui in the ruck, Shuey, Yo, all of them. Jamie Cripps up forward, McGovern down back, play them all. I tell oh, you I will wash right. Phoebe's car. If Phoebe, if you're listening as well, she will be listening. Drive through the mud this week, take it off-road, go mental, go nuts. 
Uh, do you know what? If that happens, then you, I, I want your Kennedys and I want your Hearns. I want them there coming down and helping me. I want them to hold the bucket and the sponge. We'll do it for charity because there is no way I'm going to cop that. That's unfair. But I'm a man of my word. I'll still do it. That's been the results from round 21 action of the Waffle. And now our feature on the Monday Waffle this week is East Fremantle captain Matthew Jupp. Matthew, welcome to the Monday Waffle. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Congrats on the win on Saturday. How do you feel the boys played? Yeah, it was um, a really strong display. We um, were able to cut through West Perth with our ball movement and we kicked really straight, 20 goals three. I read somewhere it was probably our second, or it is, it was our second most accurate display ever. So, um, you know, good kicking, good field kicking led to a good win. Yeah, it was one of the most crazy scorelines we've seen with West Perth kicking 23 behinds. Is it just one of those games where simply the goals win you the match? Yeah, I mean, yes, their, their scoreline represents, I guess, their, some, some poor kicking a goal, and they certainly missed a couple of shots. But I think we um, we forced them to have some, some shots from the boundary. We forced longer shots as well. They didn't have as, as easy scoring chances as what we did at the other end. Yes, we, we kicked some fantastic goals from, um, from long range and from tight angles, but I would say that... Um, you know, we, we forced a lot of those behinds as well. So, you know, good kicking certainly helps, but um, I think we, we would have won regardless of, of kicking 20 goals three. Now, you guys managed to win on Saturday, and Hugh Dixon had a great game kicking five goals himself. But aside from that, we saw one of the most elite midfield performances. Shane Nelson had 44 and a goal. Aaron Black had 32 and two goals. How do you feel like your midfield is matched around these two guns of the game? Yeah, they're probably the two, along with Jai Bolton, premier midfields in our competition, and, and they've been stalwart to the waffle for such a long time you know having just penciling those two guys in every time they play they're a chance to win because you know the, the midfield is really where games are won and lost most of the time so credit to them I played a bit of footy with Shane when we were a bit younger together in the 18s and um, and Aaron as well he, super super men and super footballers and matching that is difficult you know we've got an emerging midfield and we're certainly trying to develop and establish a couple of players um, that are you know Shane Nelson and Aaron Black quality um, I think someone like Kyle Baskerville who's a young guy from our footy club who's spent a bit more time in the midfield this year he's coming along really really nicely and, and, and I guess in, in essence matched similar numbers to them he had about 40 odd possessions um, throughout the game as well so it's an area we're really trying to find some growth and development in because you know to be able to compete at the top level and compete with guys like Aaron and Shane you need some top quality midfielders so yeah credit to, to West Perth and a credit to those two that they're fantastic footballers. Now as the captain you guys knew you weren't going to be making finals you're playing a team in the, in the top five how do you go out before the game and tell the boys and they they know they're going to be playing against the likes of Shane and Aaron and the you know the rest of the Falcons there what do you say to them as you're heading out just before the game to get them fired up yeah oh it's it's a funny one you know if you if you're struggling with motivation at waffle level you probably shouldn't be playing so I mean I don't usually steer to steer I steer away from trying to you know rev guys up and motivate them because it should be there should be a drive there to succeed and play well every time you step on the park and and if you don't have that to be honest you shouldn't be playing at, at our level but I guess what gave us a little bit extra um, motivation on the weekend was the fact that you know it was the last game as at our at our ground as it is currently known. Obviously, we will be back there in a few years once it's been redeveloped. But we had a lot of past players, and it was a really big day for the football club. 
Um, 200 odd past players were down, sitting right in the boundary line on the pocket. And every time you get a crowd like that, and you get a, a um, you know, your past players come down, you want to put on a good performance. So that always helps build a bit of motivation. But I guess where we're coming from as a football club, we've been down the bottom of the ladder for so long now that um, you know, any time we can get a win, you know, any time we get out there to prove ourselves. Um, there's that level of, of motivation and, and want and drive to get better. Um, we're really coming a long way and we've turned a corner in terms of our performances and, and our culture and um, any chance to, to put another step forward, you've you got to take it with both hands. And, and I thought we did that on the weekend and we've probably done that over the last um, month or so in the season. So it was a bit of farewell to the old Shark Park. You're not going to be playing there for the next two years. How great was it to get the to get the win in front of your old club legends and fans and for yourselves as well? Yeah, it was fantastic. It's um, it just added a real nice cherry on top of the day, and you know, being able to sing the song right outside uh, the shark pit, as it's um, as it's you know, colloquially known, uh, it was beautiful, and and you know, all the old players were there singing along with us. So a relatively disappointing year, but a really exciting finish and. Um, you know, you just felt as a player and you can see the wheels are turning and we've put a lot of work in under Bill over the last couple of years and um, we haven't got to the finals, which is, was our ultimate goal, but um, you can see some reward for that effort now and gives guys a lot of hope and motivation leading into the um, the next pre-season, which is going to be hard work and then hopefully we can finally make our rise to the to the finals within the next year. I can't imagine how many club legends would have been trying to uh, get in on the huddle at the end. What do you reckon that your your estimate for the headcount was for uh, old people singing the song with you? Do you reckon it was the biggest turnout ever? Yeah, we, we, it was the biggest song I've ever. It was the biggest crowd I've ever sung. Usually, it's just the players. But um, I had a quick chat with Bill and just said, like, you know, all staff, all players. We want everyone in 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 this in the song. And it was a real team and a real community environment in there. And it was. Um, Oh, that's why you play footy, honestly. Those, those 10, 15, 20 minutes after you win uh, is just the best time of, of your year. So to be able to share that with a, with a few extra guys um, and ladies as well, it's just unreal. It's the, it's the best feeling in footy. So you played your first game at the Old Shire Park in 2013. Tell me about your favourite memory of the Old Ground. Oh, you know, funny, I, I got asked that question earlier in the week and it's not no one memory really stands out, but I tell you what what sort of does flow to mind. It's not even the times you're playing. It's not the games that you play. It's the memories and the the laughs and the beautiful friendships you you build over the, that period of time that I've been there. And I've spent ten to twelve years. The amount of mates and the amount of um, friendships and relationships I've formed there, you know, it's turned me into the person I am today. And that's the bit I'll miss. I'll miss the fact that you know that that's is a sense of home and a sense of place for, for me and a lot of other footballers and, and administration staff and coaches that have come before me. So um, in, I guess on field, the best memory that I've got is when we won the 2014 um, elimination final against Swan Districts. I remember we were seven goals down at three-quarter time and we had a howling, howling sea breeze um, to the, you know, on the back of us in the last quarter and we kicked nine goals to win a, an amazing game of footy. And, yeah, I'll never forget that. That was the only final I've ever won as a footballer as well. So um, that was an ex- extremely good memory. Are you guys going to be playing at the Wacker for the next two seasons? Has that been confirmed yet? Yeah, from all, report, from all reports, we'll be at the Wacker. Um, I went there and visited the facilities with um, our CEO, our footy manager and our coach earlier in the year. And 
it's going to be a really, really good ground to play at. The, the obviously the deck's world class, considering um, it hosts, you know, Test cricket and, and obviously um, state cricket as well. So, and the facilities, um, you know, they're they're very much up to waffle waffle standards. So, it's going to be a really good place to play footy, and, and it's exciting. Now, you say how the wheels are turning at East Fremantle Oval. I mean, you've won the last three games in the back end of the year. You've got a bunch of young players in the side, a bunch of 20 to 25-year-olds. Do you feel like, I mean, you've got a new ground next year. Could there be some finals generating next season? Are the Sharks coming up and about? Yeah, oh, you hope so. You don't play to make up the numbers. You're playing to play finals. And I think, you know, what we've proven, to, you know, not necessarily even to the outside world, it's more to ourselves and, We've proven that we can do it. We can beat these top teams, you know, knocking off the ladder leaders, Subiaco, and, and beating two other finalists in Swans and West Perth over the last month has given us that internal belief, gives us, um, gives us some, some hope for next year. Well, Matt, as you know, the Monday Waffle is run by postgrad broadcasting students here at ECU. We did a little bit of stalking. We found out you yourself have a broadcast journalism degree from ECU. Once Correct. the footy career is is starting to wind down a bit, is there any chance we're going to see you on the Monday Waffle as a host instead of a guest? <laughs> I'd love to be in studio. I remember my days at ECU; they were fantastic days, and I absolutely loved um, I love journalism, and, and and I worked at um, Channel Seven under the Today Tonight program for a number of years, and um, you know things got a little bit hard with, with that career choice and trying to play football as well. So I, I moved on to a, a second career in construction, but. Um, you know, journalism and, and helping out guys like yourself who who come through the similar pathway that I did, it, it, it is a passion and, and um, I, I'm glad that this show is still running and I remember it back when I was at, uh, at uni as well. So good on you guys for giving it a crack because it's, um, it's a great career and you'll, you'll have a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, thanks, yep. thanks for adding to the, uh, the content, Matt. We appreciate <laughs> awesome. it. Awesome. Well, yeah, we're striving to be journalists ourselves and so are you. So who knows, maybe five years down the line we could be hosting our own program one day. Matthew, thank you very much for coming on the Monday Waffle this week and it's been an absolute pleasure. And congrats on the victory and congrats on the good season. Thanks, Chance. Um, all the best. In the Waffle. Now, before we get your tips, let's have a quick look at the ladder. So as we know, the top five is set in stone, but... The top spot is interesting. Subiaco having a one-win advantage on 52 points. Now, Will, banking on Subiaco losing to Pill Thunder down in Mandra next week, South Fremantle and Claremont, if they win their games, have a chance to go top. Yes, so it's a big if because Subi need to lose to Peel to begin with and they need to lose by enough that their percentage remains relatively unchanged. If South Freya beat the Eagles by around, let's say, 50 points to be safe, it should be just about 36. But and, they're, and they're versing West Coast, so they, they definitely could. It's very possible. So if they win by about 40 to 50 points and Subi remains relatively unchanged, South Freo will take the top spot. Claremont, facing the Swans, need about, yeah, definitely need closer to 50 points and then even more so to take over South Frio. So it is a race for first there. And we've also got West Perth and the Swans trying to get that fourth spot as well. So it's, it's a bit of a tussle in the, uh, in the top five there. And it's very interesting to see who is going to be playing who uh, first week of the finals. And it's also interesting on the other side of the table, Will, the race for the wooden spoon, mate. Yeah. yeah. Perth and West Coast on four wins each. I mean, one wins, one loses. Congratulations, you win the 2021 Wooden Spoon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's big because you've got these massive races going on at yep. the top and the bottom of the table. And like we saw uh, last week with East Frio pumping West Perth, these bottom teams aren't giving up. 
they're still coming in. They're still firing in mm. their games. They 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 know they haven't been playing finals for at least two weeks now, but they're still coming out and they're still firing. So it's not a walk in the park for those top five teams. Well, Matthew Jump said it himself. If you don't have any motivation playing waffle footy, there's no point playing. Exactly. So exactly right. You've always got something to prove. It's about the next game every time. So then let's go into the tits for the round. So Saturday afternoon, 2.10pm, Claremont taking on Swan Districts at Revo Fitness Stadium. Your tip? Claremont have just been too strong all year. I think they're going to finish off on a, on a high. I think they'll take it out. Yeah, I'm going to go to Claremont as well. But don't sleep on Swan Districts. Swan Districts are in some yeah. good form. Uh, David Gray's arena, Peel Thunder versus Subiaco. Saying what we just said, do you think Peel Thunder can get the win? I mean, Peel might be getting some Fremantle players. That might help. But I do think that Subi, they have too much to play for as well. Uh, they've been good all year. Sokol's been, you know, kicking goals. It's going to be Subi, I think. Yeah, Subi for me too. Mineral Resources Park, Perth versus West Perth. It'll be interesting to see if Kaitel plays. Mm. That I think that'll be the difference there. Like you said, he had a bit of a shoulder injury. Uh, I'm thinking he might. that might just be a niggle on the day. They wouldn't have sent him out if there was any chance that it was going to be lingering. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, West Perth will win that one. Yeah, West Perth too. And the final game of the 2021 home and away season, South Fremantle versus West Coast Eagles. I am not washing that car. <laughs> I am not. If you... South Korea are winning this. Not for them, but for me. Can we place another bet? If West Coast win, you wash my car too? No, I'm not <laughs> doubling down. What do you think? I'm insane. I'll go the Bulldogs what do I as get? well. What do I get out of it? I'll get a beanie. South Korea beanie. Mate, you can have a handshake and a pat on the back and a smile. And <laughs> <laughs> that is the end. And that is our tits for round 22. Thank you for joining us on the Monday Waffle this week. Only one more round of the home and away season before we get stuck into the final series. I've been your host, Julian Vicentini. Will, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for having me, Jules. It's been an honour to be in your illustrious presence as a football uh, professional dude. Mate, don't pump up my tyres too much. I'm, I'm flagging. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm failing. But make sure you guys uh, like us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Monday Waffle. Uh, there's plenty more action to come out of our state league. We're really getting to the pointy end of the season now and it's going to be a great few weeks ahead of time. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you to Matthew Jupp for joining us as our special guest this week. And also, yeah. listen to us. Uh, like through your speakers so that other people can hear and they'll be like oh who's that what's that podcast you're listening to and you tell them a Monday Waffle and then more people listen do that just play us on every single mobile device you have so you can do that. bump our listener ratings up go, go into a library and queue it up on every computer and play it through the speakers and then let us know you've done that and I'll, I'll buy I'll buy you a South Frio scarf well please do that because Will's got to go buy his groceries after this so fund his grocery fees please did I tell you that yeah you did tell me oh, okay I just thought maybe you guessed that thanks a lot for joining us it's been awesome strap your ankles mate ah oh, I was gonna this <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.